This is Matt Greller, CEO of AIM. Welcome to the Hometown Innovations Podcast. Join us as we share ways our municipalities are positioning themselves for the future, thought-provoking interviews with state and local leaders, and more. Thanks for listening as we tell the municipal story. Welcome to this episode of AIM's Hometown Innovations Podcast. This is Chelsea Schneider, AIM Innovations Content Manager. And today I am with Churubusco Clerk Treasurer Madeline Sade Bartol talking about the cool stuff going on in the town, a really big focus on quality of life in Busco. So, yes. um, you know, Madeline, we were up there, I believe it was like a couple of weeks ago for a really neat philanthropy event you guys were having in your new alley activation project. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about that project and what it's kind of meant for downtown Churubusco. Well, Franklin Promenade was actually developed from a pokey stop. It was, it, we had this really cool mural in this alley and when Pokemon Go came out, it became a pokey stop. Well, my kids and I play it. I'll be real honest about that. And uh, it was just a very dark, dreary alley. Didn't exactly feel safe, but we had this gorgeous mural on this um, wall of one of the shops. So when Ochre came out with the Downtown Enhancement Grant in uh, 2016, I believe, um, at, no, actually it was 2017, last year, we applied for it for a $10,000 grant to help us with our alley activation and we're funded. So late last year, early this year, we got started on construction of it. Um, It was also one of our stellar projects in our strategic investment plan. So since we've gotten that done, we actually utilized the local Cherubusco Elementary School. They helped with planting and designing landscape features and um, doing some other volunteer-based projects. Since we got done with it, we've held concerts, we've held charity events. Um, I know one of the churches is using it to Christmas Carol this year. So it's just it's just a cool gathering spot for downtown, which we didn't have. Yeah, it's really nice. You know, I like I liked going down there and seeing it. It's a really unique space. Um, you're also doing a lot in terms of Oscars Playland. And I know that Oscar is a big deal, right? Yes, Oscar is a very big deal. <laughs> he is, you know, um, the town mascot, which I love. Talk to me a little bit about Oscars Playland, because you guys have a really sizable park for your size of town. Yeah, we've only got um, two thousand, roughly 2,000 people in town. But we have a 65-acre park, which has a lot of amenities of uh, Baseball diamonds, uh, basketball courts, tennis courts, two miles of trails, soccer fields, etc. But one thing that we didn't have was a nice playground. Uh, the playground that was there had been there since I was a kid. It was actually installed in 1988, so you know I was all of five years old when it was installed, and um, it's it's been it's been used. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. A group of us: Miles Wilson, myself, Miles's wife and Katie Wagner, we started something called Cherubusco Youth Foundation. With Cherubusco Youth Foundation, we decided that our first project would be to build a new playground back at the park. We applied for grants. Um, we were actually funded about $250,000 in grants and then also went to the public to help with those grants. Um, IHCDA has a great grant program called Creating Places and uh, we were awarded that last year. Uh, you have Roughly 45 days to make your funding goal, we beat our goal by like 15 days or in, within 15 days. So we raised over $25,000 in 15 days. Um, IHCDA, they gave us another 25, which helped us get Oscars Playland built. It's one of the largest playgrounds in 
the area in Northeast Indiana, and we just got done with it in October. So That's awesome. When did you kind of decide, as clerk treasurer, I think Churubesco needs to focus on placemaking, you know, quality of life. When was that kind of conversation in your decision? Um, actually, when I started running in 2011, when I first ran for clerk treasurer, I'll admit I wasn't because I wanted to go make Busco a better place. It's because I felt that, you know, um, I could do a great job just as clerk treasurer for the community. But when I was going door to door, I had a stroller and a uh, three-year-old with me as I was walking door to door and noticed that the sidewalks in Cherubusco were atrocious. So when I was elected, um, I actually made room out in the budget with the help of the council to do a sidewalk enhancement project. So we did a 50-50 cost sharing program to help with the sidewalks because we knew that walkability was a major aspect in getting people to live live in Busco and stay in Busco. Since then, we have replaced over 120 sidewalks probably spent roughly of our share about $60,000 on those sidewalks. We actually have a whole team of employees that do our sidewalks for us. So they're retired concrete guys that we have now hired part-time to do those for us. And we've had a great buy-in from our people, from our residents, from our citizens, and just from people coming in visiting. They, they all talk about how nice it is to walk in Busco and how it's very easy to get around. So... So that was our that was our first big step in quality of life. <laughs> what would you tell a town maybe a similar size to Churubusco when it comes to quality of life? I mean, I feel like sometimes we think, you know, these projects go on in big cities, you know, and not regional areas of the state. What tips would you give to a town official or a clerk treasurer who's just beginning to look at this? There's money out there that and whether it's through a nonprofit or through OCRA or IHCDA or any of the other state agencies, there is money out there if you look hard enough. Also, by just relaying the message and what you want your end goal to be to residents and citizens, there will be buy-in. Um, we do have a lot of, or at, in the beginning at least, we had a lot of pushback, especially with the sidewalks because, well, why do we need nice sidewalks? After we start doing them, people were like, oh, wow, this is really nice. And you would have people who were so adamant against it. As soon as their neighbor's sidewalk was getting torn up, they were calling me, well, how do I get my sidewalk replaced? What do I need to do? So just relaying the message and um, communication is key and critical in anything that you do. That's why we utilize our Facebook page, our website. We send out newsletters and our utility bills. I've talked to the newspaper reporters so often. <laughs> so just getting the message out to get that buy-in from your residents and citizens is really important too. And you know what? They also help fund fund these projects, whether it be through tax dollars or just through private donations. We, like I said, $25,000 from area residents to get that playground built in 15 days. So. That's awesome. You also have a real strategic plan for True yes, Yeah. Talk about the projects on the horizon or maybe projects down the road that you really want, would want to see the town do? Um, we did a comprehensive plan in 2014 that we are in the process of updating. That was actually really the first strategic plan that we ever did. And then after we were des- or 
designated stellar finalist last year, we had to do a strategic investment plan, which really narrowed down what we were going to be doing. So some of the projects that we have on the horizon, we really want to um, expand our library. We have a very small library. We know how important libraries are to a community and to the success of a community. That is one thing that we are working on. Also, we have some infrastructure projects. We've been awarded twice now for community crossings to get our roads repaved. And that's, that's a really great tool for any community. Just the difference it makes both aesthetically and then just traveling. <laughs> it's, it really makes a huge difference in a community to get those roads repaved. And with that, then we have stormwater improvements packaged into those projects. So it helps out our, our sewer plant and our stormwater situation as well. Uh, as far as infiltration goes. Then we are working on something to expand our water lines to the north of town so that we can actually get some housing in Tobusco because that is one of our major problems right now. We don't have houses. We have a lot of people that want to move here, but we don't have anywhere for them to move. So so those are our, our really big things, um, you know, paving, library, and expanding our water lines. For someone who's not, you know, had the chance to be in Churubusco, it's a real, you know, suburban area, you know, a bedroom community from the Fort Wayne area. What would you hope that they would know about the town or what do you want them to know about the town? Well, I want people to know it's not that far. I know that when I was in high school, especially, um, I worked in Fort Wayne. I worked at the mall, which was only 15 minutes from my house. And I would have these co-workers be like, oh my gosh, you live all the way in Cherubusco? It's like, I live 15 minutes from here. It probably takes you longer to get here than it does for me. So we're not that far. That's really been our mantra recently. Just, I don't think people know how close we really are to Fort Wayne. You know, 80% of our residents commute and they have less than, most of them have less than a 20 minute commute to their job. So you get that small town atmosphere. You get the small school system, very close knit community, but you're literally less than, you know, 15 miles from from a huge metropolitan area. So we kind of have the best of both wor- worlds. We're kind of, you know, crammed in the little tiny part of Whitley County, right on the Allen County line, but then you can just, you know, travel 15 minutes and be right in the heart of a big city. But to wrap up the podcast, what is your kind of vision for Churubusco? If you look, you know, 10 years down the road, I mean, what would you hope that the steps that you've taken as clerk treasurer, what do you hope they mean for the community? I hope that we can entice some developers to come in and look at Cherubusco. Um, there's been a lot of growth in other small towns within Northeast Indiana, and I just feel like it just hasn't made that that far north yet. You know, we're we're right on the cusp of something big. I think I, I want us to grow, but I want us to grow smart. I I don't think that we are in the position to, you know, become a town from 2,000 to 10,000 like some of our neighbors have been. Just because they're, with that huge growth does come a lot of issues. But if we can grow intelligently and um, kind of have some controlled growth, I think that that would be really huge for us. Not only for what we could provide to the overall Northeast Indiana, but just to our residents themselves, so... Well, thank you so much, Madeline. We really appreciate your time. Yep, thank you.